And Ain't no shower in that tower. Yeah, stay away from Rapunzel. Don't sniff her hair. <laughs> Carly Friggin' Quinn podcast. I'm your co-host Carly. I'm Jess. And we are back after our uh, very, very long break. Our hiatus <laughs> to uh, finish up season one of Harley Quinn now streaming on HBO Max. And if it makes you feel better, there will not be a hiatus between seasons one and two. That's right. We're, we're just rolling right on in. Mm-hmm. Because man, this episode, episode 12, what a devil heart- snare. Yeah, what a heartbreaker. Not into that cliffhanger. Makes me sad. Yes. And um season 1 like ends on a pretty big cliffhanger too. Yeah. So anyway, what has happened between uh when we last left off and now um like, you know, well, us. Well, we uh lost all motivation for creative projects. <laughs> That's right. So we had like our, we had the election. We had the onset of winter, which kind of took all of our, uh, little seasonal effective action. Oh, it's just the sun went away for so long and it just got cold. Everything is gray. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm a nurse and COVID really sucks and it just kind of wears on you mentally. This is all to say that we have found some more motivation. We've gotten used to the cold weather. The dark at 5 p.m. That it is still dark at 8 a.m. <laughs> it's just dark. And we are back in action. We also uh, have watched a lot of stuff on HBO Max, a lot of DC stuff. I um, wanted to briefly mention the animated Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, which has... Um, Harley in it and I want to like this is embarrassing to admit but I'm going to tell you our dear listeners that I had first started this movie months ago and the way it starts is there's like it starts immediately with a heist and there are two characters dressed up as jesters and I just immediately thought they were Harley and Joker I mean, Joker had like a strong jawline and like very strong features. Uh, but uh, so does everyone in the DC animated universe. So, and they were just so embarrassing. They embarrassingly in love. And I was like, I... Slobbery. And she, the female jester, I don't know her name. She is blonde as well. And so I was like, maybe they were just doing like a... Uh, like a new interpretation and but Alternate i mean this universe. is this is a suicide squad and these are the people in the suicide squad and so anyway so i was like this is gross i turned it off forgot about it and then one night a few weeks ago we were kind of scrolling through hbo max and we came across it again and i was like i do not like the harley quinn in this and so but we were gonna give it a shot and short I insisted yeah and within a few minutes those two people that i had mis uh misidentified were just killed and then the real harley shows up and i'm like oh okay and she looks you know like the more recent um suicide squad harley quinn 
And I was like, okay, so I'm just an idiot and <laughs> and I totally uh, misinterpreted what they were trying to do. And it's funny because they t- Har- the Harley talks about how she hates that blonde woman and is glad she's dead. And uh, yeah, I will say that um, like the Suicide Squad live action movie, um, Harley Quinn is not so much the main star, like a lot of the action happens around her. And she contributes, but it's definitely not like a character study of Harley Quinn. She doesn't, uh, she kind of has a very small arc. Um, It's definitely a collaborative and um overall i liked the movie i thought it was very interesting and had some good humor uh i saw some oh my god their idea of what branson is oh yeah so we uh, are from people from southwest missouri that is they seem to imagine oh well branson has a lot of like shows and entertainment it must be a lot like vegas my friends it is not it is not like it's Vegas. like if you took nashville and took out all the culture it is like if a bunch of evangelical christians came up with all of the entertainment like all of the magic shows uh in branson have some sort of like christian element to them my one of our friends went to branson saw a magic show and it was pretty interesting big illusions and then at the end the magician comes out and like talks to the audience and says now we know that magic isn't real the only magic is from jesus christ yeah that 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 is is branson Branson. (laughs) but a spoiler alert in the movie there's a strip club yeah (laughs) in branson on the strip and yeah, There's and also the buildings much are really taller. Tall. Yeah, buildings. all the buildings are really tall, and that is not like Branson at all. Like yeah. the tallest building is like three stories. Yeah, my friends, Branson is in the Ozarks, and the best way I can describe the Ozarks is less popular Appalachia. Yeah. So that anyway. was funny. Um, th- I liked all of them like cramming into an RV oh. road trip. Uh, you know, we're. I think we should move on. We should let them watch it. We well, hold on. I want to talk. Okay, okay, hold okay. on. But I want to say that I saw some feedback on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I wasn't feedback. It was discussion about the Harley Quinn in that movie and how she wasn't really positively received. And I just want to say that it's true that there are some parts where she's kind of treated as like the idiot of the group, where she things have to be explained to her. Um, she's kind of ditzy. And you said something interesting, uh, where it's basically like, yeah, she plays dumb sometimes. Yeah. It's not I interested f- in. I feel like as a character, like it's pretty canon that a lot of times she uses obfuscating stupidity as just a, yeah, okay, underestimate me. I don't know basic things, even though I have an MD. Right. So uh, that ha, chain. Ha, ha, I am a dumb blonde. And also now you're dead. I wanted to talk about that a little bit because it did change my my opinion of her character in that movie. So anyway, that was something cool that we watched. And you started Titans. Oh, yeah. I am. That show is my jam right now. I'm still in season one, but it's also a little bit like kind of grimdark. So I won't say it's like mixing great with my seasonal affective disorder, but I'm still delighted. Corey Anders is exactly what I wanted to see on the screen. I'm, as someone who read 
my Uncle Bill's old comics in the 80s when I was sitting up in my grandparents' attic as a little kid and then loved the cartoon when I was a kid. Yeah, this is this is exactly what I wanted. This is perfect. Yeah, and you're going to start Doom Patrol after that. Absolutely. So, yeah, just a lot of uh, cool DC stuff we watched recently. Yeah, but- what was... Oh, gosh. What was the Doom Patrol uh, graphic novel we read? It it was the original Doom Patrol from the 80s by Grant Morrison, I believe. Yeah. So the Doom Patrol reboot in the 80s, but... Oh, yes. It it still holds up. It's really solid. Also, it was really fun that apparently they just uh, have a hideout in Union Station in Kansas City. And we're from Kansas City. So, oh, like, cool. we've got a whole lot of... Missouri rep in our DC universe this month. And oh, before we dive into the recap, because it's not really relevant to the recap, but you had a interesting take on Clayface. We were like laying in bed and you dead silent. And then out of nowhere, you just say, oh, maybe the reason why Clayface keeps referencing stuff from Oklahoma so much is he actually is from Oklahoma, which is known for its red dirt, both as a genre of country music and a literal geographic feature. And that's why he's so red. Boom. That would totally make sense. I accept it in right. my head canon. Yep. he He's actually from Tahlequah. <laughs> okay. So uh, without further ado, let's jump in to the recap of Season 1, Episode 12, Devil Snare. Yeah, action music, tree monsters. It really does. The intro is very high tempo and picks up where the last episode left off. There's Everybody is still in the park fighting the evil trees. <laughs> Getting wrecked by them evil trees. Oh, they are brutal. They're tearing people in half. And uh, Ivy can't control them. And it does really take the romance out of things when Harley calls it her plant control thingy. Ivy's uh, favorite top is like sliced through with... A- they used to throw out like barbs, I guess, is yeah. their like range weapon. Splinters. Splinters. But they're huge. They are. It's a big splinter. And a bunch of splinters go into Sai, Sai's legs, and he can now, he like jumps out of the chair. He's like, acupuncture works. Sweet Roosevelt's ghost. And then he gets hit by Morin. <laughs> and then he loses it. And he's like, well, easy come, easy go. <laughs> Just it delighted me. And a bunch of barbs go through Clayface and he like falls down and he goes through like this live like Shakespeare, Shakespeare death scene monologue. And I don't know, was were, like the music changed? Everyone's acting like, oh my God, Clayface. But even when I was first watching it, I was not buying that he was actually hurt. No, because he's a bad actor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But they fall for it. And I was like, I don't know, is this supposed to be emotional? But anyway, he does his monologue and then he like gets up and like dusts himself off and they're like pissed at him. Yeah, not the time. Not the time. Can't read a room. Then we cut over to Jim Gordon wanting to use tanks to take out all these trees as he's watching the chaos unfold and get one of my favorite profanities of this episode Potato sack, son of a bitch. Yeah. A running gag is that Jazz Fest was supposed to take place in that park, but they canceled it. But so many people showed up anyway. And so that just meant for a lot of uh, death and destruction in the park when the trees came alive. Uh, Batman tells Gordon, like, okay, you need to evacuate the park. And Gordon's like, well, we have these tanks that the taxpayers paid for. And (laughs) Batman said that would not be prudent. 
Yeah. Uh, and he says, and Batman says, like, Scarecrow reanimated all the animated all these uh trees and that's when he says like that potato sack son of a bitch which is interesting because like the justice league later are like well obviously poison ivy did it yeah batman uh, is actually maybe a semi-decent detective in this good return to character like that he's actually on top of info and another exchange that I really like is a Batman tells Gordon, I can't hold your hand in this hand for this. And Gordon says, why not? <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, Jazz Fest, not the worst thing at Jazz Fest. <laughs> uh, back at the park, the Justice League does show up and, and, and they just assume like, well, these plants are walking around. Poison Ivy controls plants. It must be her. So they basically... Super hyped to send them to the Phantom Zone forever. Yeah, they're going to send the whole group to the Phantom Zone. Extra judicial justice. Truly. Before they can fly out, um, Ivy grabs the lasso of truth from Wonder Woman. And it just goes right for the throat. <laughs> she, she is ruthless, Wonder Woman. And um, while the lasso is around her, she says, you know, compel me to tell the truth and finally wonder woman is like did you do this and ivy's like no i we didn't do this also, also i love nascar and, and i take long showers and she hates paper straws they're dumb and they get too soggy and uh she was very excited for jazz fest and so the first episode the first time we watched this episode i just kind of briefly recapped this scene the second time we just finished watching it and i was like why didn't they do this in the first place? Like you have like a magic confession tool that you could be sure before you just bl blindly send people to the Phantom Zone. And that's when we were like, ACAB. Yep. Justice League are cops. Speaking of their past overreactive sentences outside of um, the judicial system, Queen of Fable shows back up. Yes. So Queen, of as soon as they stop throwing them into the Phantom Zone, they all, you know, fall back to the ground that's when a portal opens up from the storybook and we find out that it's the queen of fables who's who's also helping this like master plot and she traps them all in their in her storybook like they did to her and as superman is like trying to like pull pull <laughs> himself out of this uh this portal and she's she just cold clocks him with her staff and is like get in there sexy yeah i think she says shut the hell up sexy oh, yeah but that's um one of my favorite lines in the episode Wanda Sykes is so funny as queen of fables and i hope she had the absolute most fun recording these lines because she nails it every time she's brought this character to life mm-hmm and she's just so fucking rude and mean, and I love it. And, uh, you know, they're uh, kind of questioning her. Harley is kind of, kind of questioning her, and Queen of Fables is like, can any of you fly? And the entire group pipes up, without, talking all at once, like, well, in my dreams, and like... Yeah. Absolutely not. And, <laughs> and Clayface is like, well, no, I'm basically a rock. <laughs> I just... They're so honest. They're so forthright. They're so, yeah, they're... Just everything so, is in good faith with these little villains. Yeah. And they, um, that was another thing in the very first scene where Harley's talking to Ivy and she's like, you know, if they take over Gotham or if they blow up Gotham, we'll have to move. And I cannot live in Metropolis. So just another kind of thing where their motives may be self-centered, 
by they, I mean Harley and all of her friends that do what she says. I mean, but they're, they're very human. They're human. And it just so happens that often their uh, kind of goals align with saving <laughs> saving the city and destroying the act- the bad villains. Yeah. So it just goes along with like, we may be villains, but we're not bad people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Which is a very fun theme. Glad they're continuing it. So throwing up a beanstalk. Yes. Uh, Queen of Fables thro- throws down a bean. It grows into a beanstalk and takes them into the sky. And uh, a lot of stuff happens. Um, Dr. Psycho, a balding gremlin. A giant shows up. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens in this scene because while they're like, oh, how do we get down here? And uh, Ivy knows who to call. She calls Kite Man. And so Harley is now getting suspicious. Like, why do you have Kite Man's phone number memorized? And so they're having an entirely separate conversation. Meanwhile, there's a giant, a Cyclops giant who's from the fairy tale trying to kill them. And uh, Ivy's like trying to deflect like... How big do you think that giant stick is? Are we going to skip over, though, the size shin phone? Like, is like a full-on 90s phone, and also Ivy sniffs it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, ew, gross, old man leg. (laughs) (laughs) Very concerned about why Ivy has Kite Man's number memorized, and so she finally admits that she's dating Kite Man to Ivy. But... Like, everyone else has already fucking known this. Yeah. Like, she hasn't been great about hiding it. She comes home reeking of kite. uh, That was so funny. Well, my one thing I wanted to call out is that when she, when Ivy finally admits it, Harley says why in, like, the most high-pitched scream (laughs) I've ever heard, and I related to that. (laughs) Yeah, she truly just, like, speaks dolphin in that moment. (laughs) just so shocked uh, and yeah outrage everyone everyone else in the crew knew already because she wasn't was like, really yeah, trying duh. to hide it so another thing another kind of tension between harley and ivy that comes through is just, just you like, don't ever ask about me you don't pay attention to my life mm-hmm. kite man shows up tosses a sriracha packet wait 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 oh um, another thing i noticed in this last the last time we watched it is that he's in his apartment and he's drawing a blueprint of a kite and he's, he's like just like one line away he's one line away from just making a kite shape and he's asking his roommate like wow i'm just kind of stuck where do you think i should go next and she's like put my own spin on it <laughs> just, just like draw one line. straight line uh and um kite so, man is every guy who buys a drone he is so he he flies in the air he throws a packet of sriracha into the giant's eye and they all fall Picked up off that move from condiment king i'm guessing good one and uh they all fall off the beanstalk and he catches them all and king shark is like holding on to his like kite tail and he's like you know i never really got the kite thing until now but it is quite majestic they all fall down to the back on earth and ivy and kite man are just kind of making out and everyone's kind of grossed out by it and i was a lot of babes that's what I was just going to say. It was like, it made me want to say babe less. <laughs> it's just because, I don't know, they just say it so much. And I'm like, what if what if I say it too much? Oh, no, we absolutely do. Uh, We're disgusting. <laughs> no. I don't want to be Kite Man and Ivy disgusting. I want to be Harley and Ivy disgusting. They're not disgusting. Exactly. 
Yeah, I'm sorry we're gross. So what happens next? Oh, they steal a tank. Uh, so Gordon um, completely ignores what Batman had told him and is riding to Jazz Fest, uh, Jazz Fest Park in a tank. But they lose their tank almost immediately because Harley just takes it from the police. And She um, looks good on a tank. That's right. She pops out. And she says something funny. She's like, anyone have a Class B commercial license? And I said, dude, you look really good in popping out of that tank. This is one of the like interactions that I really like of, of them. I read this one fanfic really gets that kind of compl- those kind of friend compliments really mm-hmm. down. Even when it, it where was they a- cheerlead each other. Yeah, it was a very angsty fic, fic. And while they were trying to like figure out all their complicated feelings for each other, they would still have those moments where it's like, dang, your boobs look really good in that top. Thank you. It's a new bra. I just got it. <laughs> anyway, so I really love those interactions like that. So they steal the tank now and they were going to blow up the old Legion of Doom. because And Harley has this, and I tender my resignation because you're obviously behind all of this. And I should have known from the beginning. And then the Legion of Doom blows up anyway. And was yeah. it Clayface who was like, oh, invisible missiles. This is advanced tech. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. And it turns out, so Joker's tower pops out from the foundation of the Legion of Doom. And a TV pops out of its mouth. And it's him. He insults Harley's die job, which is drugstore. They lose that tank almost immediately. Yeah, it's useless. <laughs> and it blows up. Or no, another tank like flies through the air and lands on their tank and it completely destroys it. And I was just like, huh, what was the whole point of that? I guess just giving them something to do while they talk about like what's going on. Letting Harley have a moment where she gets to look like tank girl. Okay, that was worth it. And uh, King Shark is like, oh, we are so utterly screwed. Actually, that didn't sound bad at all. Maybe I don't. That, that felt good on me. Maybe yeah. I don't hate being a downer. And I just, I love him. You try out new roles, King. <laughs> um, so Joker has his uh, monologue about like Legion of Doom used to stand for something. And now they'll just let anyone in. We also have a, a scene after his monologue of the Queen of Fables being mm-hmm. in the tower and uh, she's like sipping a drink. She's like, this is weak as shit. And he's he, like, I'm not getting fucked up on a Wednesday at 1.30. Oh. And and he's like, why is Harley still alive? She's like, well, I put her on a beanstalk. That big dick giant kills everything. <laughs> I think that is my favorite swear. It's so good. So this time he tells her like, no, I need her to be dead. Meanwhile, uh, Joker is just taking over everything, taking over Gotham. He like... Takes over the takes news over, station. Takes over the news station and the an news... evil Fox News joke. And everyone's just like focused on the task at hand. She's like, anybody? Anybody? Okay. <laughs> so uh, Ivy and Kite Man set off to maybe if whatever the trees drank, if she drank it, it would help. And uh, Kite Man's being a total nerd. And Psycho says, so this guy really does it for you. And, <laughs> and she is just like, well, I mean, one-on-one... Uh, I- you know, fuck you, Psycho. Fuck <laughs> you, Psycho. I don't know. And they run across mm. the park, and Kite Man is, like, completely out of breath. Relatable. It's like, uh, Kite Man doesn't really do cardio. Kite Man just does kites, mostly. 
but before she like can drink the uh, poison, the pheromone water, um, he decides this is the perfect time to propose. He does say something cute, which was like, doing me the honor of being Mr. Poison Ivy. And I like that. And she is just like, oh, I didn't catch that. That is cute. Mm-hmm. And I bet she's, she's like, like, uh, this isn't maybe we can talk about this circle back around. Yeah. And then she lets out this like sigh groan as she's walking away to the hose that I thought was really funny. <laughs> and um, drink from the hose. She drinks from the hose and she like becomes a giant. Basically, uh, all of her clothes rip like uh, TV Hulk. Yeah, but not off like, oh. Somehow sleeves aren't okay, but everything else is, even though you're 40 foot tall now. Like, gotta cover, gotta cover the TNA. Gotta cover the TNA, but like, just magically have all the clothes grow with. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know why this annoys me. And so she starts uh, fighting all of the trees, and then she's so apologetic about it, too. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to plant so many of you after yeah. this. And she breaks one in half, and she can see the rings. And she's like, oh, God, I was just a kid. <laughs> so funny. Also, though, I mean, she is a little bit bigger than the trees at this point, but, like, you know, they're still about as big around as she is, and she's just cracking them in half. Mm-hmm. So, like, did this give her super strength? Does she, yeah, I is guess this like I a metahuman know. thing, or is this just a this is a cartoon? Don't overthink it. Well, she looks huge when she's like standing next to the people. I didn't really in the beginning. I didn't really get the. I understand the scale of the trees. It wasn't until like, oh shit, she's giant, and she's like shoulder to shoulder. I, uh, I would say she's trees. like 40 or 50 foot tall. Yeah. I just didn't know the trees were that big. I didn't really understand the scale. Yeah, these aren't crab apples. Okay. While I love you. She, <laughs> I love you. Um, while she's fighting the trees, uh, the rest of the crew are headed to the Joker's tower to confront Joker. And that's when Queen of Fables comes to stop them. And... Harley's like, why the fuck are you working for Joker? And it's because, again, she's like, well, he's the most evil son of a bitch there is. And she's very into actual villains. And she says another one that was like my second most favorite um, swear of the episode is like, tell that shit to my grandma. And she summons, (laughs) like she conjures the wolf dressed as a grandma Mm -hmm. uh, from Little Red Riding Hood. And Wolf is, like, chasing them away across the park. And Clayface is so stupid. (laughs) He, like, transforms into, like, a grandpa wolf. And Psycho has to tell him, like, okay, first of all, that is a male wolf dressed like an elderly human woman. Also, why is your wolf Jewish? I I took took a a swing. swing. Bubby. So it does obviously doesn't work. Um, Harley is caught. But uh, and you uh, it cuts before you see what happens to her. The implication is uh, she's about to get her face eaten. And then when we go back to Queen of Fables across the park, the wolf comes back like sauntering over and uh, Fables tells the wolf, OK, show me show me Harley's head. And it's in his mouth. But it turns out like they had hollowed out the body and she's wearing the wolf like a suit, which is kind of gruesome. It is. But, you know. Everyone always asks, who would win between a fight between a shark and a wolf? And it's a shark. Like, King Shark could, like, go from really funny... To making you remember why you were afraid of sharks? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
well, Ivy comes back and she's like huge and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you look so good, giant. Rocking it. And uh, uh, Psycho $30 disgusting. if you put me in your pocket. So <laughs> gross. Like, what? Everyone knew I had a type. He's so gross. But before they can like regroup to go after Joker, another tree runs by and picks up Harley and runs across the park. And Ivy destroys it, punches like right through the tree and catches Harley while she's falling. And they kind of like uh, reconcile because they kind of left it at a a hang, like cliffhanger at the end of the episode where like Harley is trying to apologize um, and trying to understand like why Harley was Ivy's like worst nightmare. And Ivy had that like big speech where she's like, you don't give a shit about me. I couldn't trust you. But this time they got to like actually uh, reconcile and, and Harley apologize and said, like, if you can give me a, a chance you know, I really care about you. So that's my favorite Harley moment. Yeah. Right before it all goes to shit. Um, and Ivy says uh, another funny line of dialogue. She's like, how messed up would it be if I ate you right now? <laughs> Which is just... And they just laugh and laugh. And there is a, a gif we saw uh, on Twitter or was it on Tumblr? I think it was on Reddit. Oh, on I'll, the Reddit. We'll find it. We'll put it in the show notes. Of like... <laughs> Someone edited it. So the um, Ivy did just like toss Harley in her mouth and eat her at that point. I was like, what the fuck? But then a new what the fuck moment. So they're like laughing and then just a giant harpoon goes right through Ivy's chest and she like shrinks down and she's just like bleeding out, you know, her green blood and She's like in Harley's arms and Harley's trying to tell her like, stay awake, stay awake. Don't you leave. You can hear Joker laughing in the background Ugh. over all of it. And a f- like, there's no coming back from an injury like that. There's flowers like growing out of the blood around her. Mm-hmm. So she just has like this flowery, flowery grave and everyone's like really upset. Even Psycho's like quiet and Kite yeah, Man. Everyone looks pretty fucking horrified. Yeah. And uh, kite man is just like sobbing and harley just lets out this like huge scream and uh and that's where the episode ends sad piano outro music mm-hmm. yeah i did not see this coming this part this ending was not spoiled for me at all online because we watched I watched the show. I've said this before. I watched the show when it was all out already. And a lot of things were spoiled through gifts and, and on Tumblr. And I mean, that got me to want to watch the show, but I had no idea this was coming. Yeah, it was very shocking. And yeah, I remember gruesome. the first time I, I watched, it, I was like, what the fuck? So it was, yeah, it was just really sad. Just sad really right at the end. The rest is a very good action sequences and drama Mm -hmm. it's has a lot of thriller feeling to it yeah it was very action-packed um so not just like joyful explosion action-packed but like thriller yeah like 80s thriller movie kind of vibes almost Mm -hmm. and so funny uh every time i watch it i i laugh out loud i've there's another there's a new line of dialogue that makes me laugh or i'm laughing at the same jokes over and over yeah it was uh probably one of the best episodes of the series in my opinion mm-hmm. like everyone has a good part to play so yeah and uh, i think there's just one more episode of season one and 
God, fucking Joker. Oh, yeah. He's irredeemable in this. Like, he is not uh, Adam West Batman kind of Joker. No, like, this is probably the the worst thing he could have done. I mean, besides kill Harley, maybe, but to just like ruthlessly harpoon Ivy through the chest is just bullshit. Bullshit. It's so personal. But yeah, it was upsetting. Other than that, it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. to watch. Great episode. Watched it, you know, three times already. Yep. And now on to the next one. Yep. So if you like this episode and want to continue listening along to Harley Quinn, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or a ton of pod pod, uh, apps have reviews now. We read every single one. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at Harley Quinn Pod. And lastly, thanks for listening. Thank you. (laughs) 